Welcome to Effortless Manifesting with Candace Cherie. Here you will learn to transform your life, heal your past, and become the person who has it all. Effortless Manifesting is your one-stop shop for all things manifesting. Stick around and join us for laughs, love, and new beginnings. Ah! <laughs> so happy. Hi, everyone. We're back again with another favorite episode for you to binge and watch again and again and again. Please this forgive one. me if I oh. am a little too caffeinated, by the oh, way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, might, I might be interrupting you a lot. So I will catch what? that. That's just everyday life for you, babe. Uh -uh. Uh -huh. Yes, that's true, actually. <laughs> it's always uh, I'm talking and you're like, do you remember that time when we went to the mountains? And I'm like, I'm, I'm pouring my heart out to you. I know, but I need to tell you the story. But it's on my mind now. And if I don't say it now, I will forget. <laughs> it's totally Not good. that love isn't important. It mm -hmm. is. <laughs> yes. So today we are talking about circumstances don't matter. They don't matter. They don't matter. They just don't. They don't. And I know we've had, a, I think, a, an episode where we talked a little bit about this, but I really want to dive deeper into the reasons it doesn't matter and all of the burning questions you have about circumstances. So every single day I get questions like, but what about this? Even though I made a video that said circumstances don't matter, they don't matter you all still love to ask me, well, what about my circumstance? <laughs> <laughs> but this one has to be special. I'm telling you. Let me just tell you about it. Yes. That's and funny. and it, the question is always the same and the answer is always the same. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Now, there's, there's a few exceptions where someone says, the person I'm with is physically abusing me. Run for the hills, okay? Yeah, that matters. Do not stay with someone who's physically abusing you. All right. It doesn't mean that it's still not something that's in your awareness and that it's not showing up for a reason to teach you something. But it, do not hang out with that person who's physically abusing you and just try to manifest them to change while they're in your awareness right now. That's 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 a deal breaker. OK, have more firmer boundaries with yourself. <laughs> Love yourself more. Respect yourself more to not allow this behavior to continue. And I'm never going to tell you to stay. When there's something like, I just had this question the other day from somebody and it's always going to be absolutely not. Get out, take care of yourself, get safe. I just have to put that out there. Okay. There's always going to be some random things like that. If it's abuse, if it's anything where you're not safe, no, drop that for quite a while. Okay. And focus on something or someone different. So the but the truth is that we are all living in a universe with infinite realities. There's infinite versions of us. There's infinite time, space, things kind of collapsing and happening on top of each other all the time. So, and that's because creation is finished. All right, creation is already done. Everything that's ever been thought of has been created. If you can think it, it's already been created. All right. It's not new. You're not thinking of anything new. So essentially we're discovering. We're not creating per se nothing right. from something from absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. We you're, discover stuff. Yeah. You're really you're you're calling into yourself the awareness of it. You are all of a sudden now it's on your radar. Now, like it's the same thing if, if someone's like, I want to manifest this car. 
and you, it really wasn't in your awareness before, but now you see that car everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You were just talking about this the other day. Oh my God, that's so true. And it's like <laughs> the, the first one I got was like, it was something I always wanted to remember. I had the Mustang yeah. thing. Got that and I was like, but really deep down in my head, I wanted a, uh, a Subaru. I wanted a WRX, right? That was my, my, my thing. And there was like two of them. I called the dealerships and it was like, oh, we're only going to get two brand new ones in like the state of Arizona. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh-huh. And that dealership just so happened like a few days later to get one in and it was used, but whatever. It was like such a cool experience because I manifested the heck out of that yeah, thing. I couldn't believe it. It was like a, a rarity to find one of those things around. And I can't believe it. I found it. And I was like, nope, I'm returning this one. Give me that one. It was great. Well, and then you were saying the other day that now you see them everywhere. I do. I never saw them everywhere before. I saw Toyota Scions everywhere I yeah, go because that's, that's the one had. I had before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your awareness brings into your reality more of what you're aware of. And so it's... That's really kind of how manifestation works. It, you, you know, you see some, you want something, and then you're going to see it all the time. People say, "I see this number eleven, eleven all the time." Well, it's because at one point you were aware of the number and you put significance to the number. So then your reality is going to start seeing it all the time. Your your mind is going to bring that into your awareness. So the the fact that we do live in different realities and there are different versions of us. Like in some other reality, I'm probably married to Justin Timberlake. Sorry, babe. <laughs> His face. And you're probably married to Jessica Bale. So whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't want you married to her. <laughs> it's too hot for you. I mean, well, you know. To be married to Justin Timberlake is saying something, so you can borrow that for like okay. five minutes. And You'll borrow back. his wife, and I'll borrow him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Which, what are we talking about? I now? don't this know. This <laughs> you have derailed. As, <laughs> as I have. Chris Farley and David Spade would say, "Shut up, Tom Richard! You have derailed." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but the point is, your circumstance does not matter. Now, what that means is that. It's, it matters, but it doesn't... Don't be dismissed by it. It's not a dismissal. Yeah, it just means that it, it's not something that is going to prevent you from having what you want. You can still have what you want. You can still attract what you want. You have to be patient with it. Yeah, you can't expect it to happen overnight if it's been this huge thing in your awareness and you're like constantly thinking about it. Okay, well, you have to dumb that down and just... Be very hyper-focused on it's already here instead of thinking, well, it's not because of this, 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 and asking everyone and their dog, well, but he said this and he went here or she did this and da, da, da. And you're just kind of constantly focused on the circumstance as if the circumstance is even true. So your circumstances are just a reflection of your subconscious beliefs, something you once imagined that is now created in your shadow world, your 3D world. But it is something that you once created in your imagination, consciously or unconsciously. So everything we see and we imagine, if we persist in that imaginative act, will eventually harvest out into your 3D reality. And so you have to look at it as if, okay, well, I realized I created this, I attracted this or manifested this into my life. If I'm that powerful to manifest this, I can manifest the opposite. You know, so people always like to know, like, the big circumstances between us, like we broke up because of huge circumstances that were between us that both of us felt like, I don't know how this is ever going to change. I don't know how we're ever going to get over this. I remember the conversation we had 
where you were telling me, I just don't think I can be a stepdad. I just don't. It's too triggering for me. It yep. reminds me too much of my childhood where I, you know, you had a rough childhood and you were quite, um, you know. I was still too married to that childhood, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it comes down to that is I was really married to the trauma mm-hmm. and I didn't want to let go of that trauma. I needed something to to be the thing that caused me all the strife and struggle in my life. Because. I needed something. Yeah, I needed something. Exactly. I needed something else to take responsibility for it because it's like no matter – I was in that position in life where like no matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what direction I went, you know, the circumstances never kind of fell in, in line with what I needed or what I wanted in my life. But one thing stayed the same and that's the thing that was causing those issues. That was my belief. Mm-hmm. So – Putting my belief in in looking at something on in a 3D and looking at it and saying, huh, well, based on this evidence and based on this occurrence and based on that occurrence and based on this, well, that's the problem is all these things are occurring outside of me. But it's so funny because I said something the other day where it's like, as soon as I close my eyes and shut my ears, everything stop, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And now I can create whatever I want because I deprive myself of the... I kind of want to call it the fakeness mm-hmm. in a way of the 3D and yeah. what's happening. The shadow world. Yeah, the shadow world to determine what I want different in my life. I got to shut it all out. And that's how the only way to get present is to remove it all around you. Yeah, well, and during this time, you didn't really – you didn't understand law of assumption. You didn't understand nope. the creator of your reality. You didn't understand any of that. You yeah. were very hyper-focused on these are my circumstances. This is what it is. No one can tell me otherwise. Sorry. This isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I love you, but – and you. I think you even said, I'm not even sure I'm in love with you, but I love you. And for me, I'm like, of course you're in love with me. But in your mind, you had to justify <laughs> – Sorry about that. I love you. I'm in love with you. <laughs> Thank you. You had to justify a way mm-hmm. to get out of the relationship because you you just couldn't handle it. And honestly, it was my own – trauma being thrown back in my face, my own abandonment issues being thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. And you triggered that in me. Yeah. And at that point, for since I didn't understand the law of assumption, I didn't I didn't have anything on board to give me a determination based on where I'm supposed to go or how I'm supposed to go there. The only thing I was able to do at that time was realize I am traumatized. I am in this situation. So the easiest and best thing for me to do is make sure I don't drag someone down with me. <clears throat> and that's exactly how I pursued our relationship. That's why we were so you know on and off at times is I was unsure of myself. I didn't trust myself. Why? Because I based everything that was happening in my life outside of me. Mm-hmm. And my belief system, you know, it, it cascaded down from parenthood, from Get a job, do what you hate, slave yourself with people, uh, you know, save up 75 years to get a 401k so you can make 600 bucks a month. Like what? (laughs) What are you talking about, people? So all these things that were ingrained into my head, these like non-truths were put into my head. And now here I am today, completely changed at 180. It wasn't overnight, believe me. This took me time because I'm stubborn and I got like a thick filament in my brain that, <laughs> that like it, it's just I have a stubborn brain. So from that to married, children, a home, a business, there's nobody in my family that even knows almost how to spell the word your own business. Like well, not – it's not a word. It's a phrase. But whatever. <laughs> Meaning everybody just slaved and worked all their life. And all my life, I wanted to have a business of my own, and I finally have that. So all the things I thought I could never have because the 3D proved to me it wasn't true and I can't have it happened because I just shut it all out and changed my assumptions. 
Yeah, changing your assumptions. So Thanks, during, well, <laughs> during this time, after he said these things to me, I was like, fine. fine. I, I left and I was like, this you is not jerk. the end. This is not the end. Yeah, I did feel like that too. I was so mad at you. But, you know, and initially I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to fix this, but I'm going to fix this. And I'm, I'm a very tenacious person. <laughs> and <laughs> which I'm really thankful for because if you if you are not a tenacious spirit and you're trying to manifest and change your reality, it's going to be a lot harder for you because you're going to give up really quick. But me being a person who's always said, I don't take no for an answer. My mother taught me that. I literally said, okay, well, this is not the end. I don't take no for an answer. We don't take no prisoners. <laughs> I know you were thinking. I know. Tell me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I oh, love that movie. Best movie ever. So... You know, we separated for a couple months, for three months. And during this time, the first couple months, I was really resisting letting him go. I was like, I'm not, I can't, I can't let you go. I, I remember sending you like a gift on your birthday to your job and the fruit, the fruit basket. Oh, that was so good. I ate I all of it that moment. I know. It was very expensive. That was a lot of fruit. <laughs> but, and I would just leave notes on his car, like we've talked about and you know, like like Penelope did. <laughs> no, not that way. No, it wasn't like that. It was she just... wasn't hiding in the trunk waiting for me no, to read them. That's the I, difference. <laughs> I only did it once, and it. <laughs> we should do that. That's a good idea. Next episode. Yeah, next episode. <laughs> Penelope, she's hiding in the trunk. Um, no, but it was just like a little piece of like a little tiny square of paper that just said "I love you," and I put it on his car. And it, for me, it was just like I needed him to know he was still loved. It wasn't like trying me trying to force getting back together. Mm -hmm. It was I felt so much sadness for him because I knew how much he missed me. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I just so love it. I know he was devastated because I wasn't in his life. <laughs> like, <laughs> <it's so funny. laughs> he was crushed. I was missing. He, there's no possible <laughs> way he could be happy. <laughs> that sounds very egotistical. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> he's miserable because he's without me. <laughs> nice, babe. <laughs> I mean, you, you, that's not it a lie. like Penelope so much. <laughs> me? <laughs> when you said that. Oh, crap. He's a miserable without me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I just, I didn't want him to feel like he was alone. And I knew he isolates when he's needing time. He isolates from everyone. And so I just didn't want him to feel alone. I didn't want him to feel like he wasn't loved and that he wasn't still thought about all the time and cared about and that people still didn't, you know, want to be around him so that was kind of like my way to connect with him and just be like you're still loved i still love you dang it <laughs> you know but anyway after like a couple months of that of me still reaching out and checking up on him and constantly messaging with his sister she was like my lifeline just to get mm -hmm. some sort of connection to him to be like is he alive she was like okay? the purgatory of me and her <laughs> i know like she she was just always she was really there for me and it was really i needed it at the time thanks tiny <laughs> yeah exactly if you're watching um <laughs> so i i remember the last message that we had together and i think it was like at mark two month two mark uh, two ma mar Hmm. Month two, spot two, whatever. Mark two, Mark three, Mark four. <laughs> He's always making fun of the way I, I talk never all make the time fun of the way. You're but talking. he can't even put put a sentence together. So <laughs> I just love when you say like, "Eat your soda, drink your <laughs> breakfast." Like it's, you get so flustered with the kids sometimes. Like <laughs> anyway, it was month two. Never drank a pancake before. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm was done. month two, 
And he sent me a text and he, we were, I was talking about some success I was having in my life and some really great things. And he was just acting really jealous and just like not what I wanted. I was just like, ew. I remember thinking, ew, this is not the version of you that I want. You thought of me as ill? Yes, I did. I love you, but I did. I mean, I know occasionally I pick my nose. <laughs> occasionally. Uh, so, yeah, I felt really just kind of turned off by that conversation. And I was like, this is not the man that I know and love. This is not his ideal. I'm still creating an unideal version of him because I'm still hyper-focused on the circumstances. Or what happened versus right. what can continue to happen. Right. So I, I read that as, you know, this is the time that I need to really step back, stop reaching out, stop energetically chasing you. And <clears throat> when I did that, that's everything changed within me. Like it was all about my healing, my self-care, mm -hmm. the things that I needed in my self. <laughs> and I went really heavy in that for 24 days where I was just having so much fun. I was healing every day. I was reprogramming my mind every single day. I was living in my imagination with you. We were going on all sorts of trips. I was writing about it in my journal. And at day 24, that's when you emailed me and reached out. And you were like, I just want you to know that I love you. And if I don't hear from talk to you ever again, like, just know that I love you and blah, blah. And I was like... What? You know? And she was like, Brad. <laughs> That's what she was like. <laughs> she, I'm sure you did something similar like that where you like had to silence your scream, like get a pillow. And yes. Like, I'm safe. I'm I fine. did. Everything's good. And, and I was you like, were like super I casual did it. about it when you responded I was back. So I called my friends. I was like, I did it. Oh my gosh. I sent everybody the text message, like screenshot. 24th of that. day. And on the 24th day, he rose from the dead. Exactly. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> so. When I tell you circumstances don't matter, they really, they really don't. You can change them. We got back, to, like we met up, was it that day? I think either that day or the next day we met up at the park and we hung out in my car and talked and we just like reconnected. And then I think you came back over to the house. I think it was that day. Was it? But in the evening. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dang, she got a new, look at that car. <laughs> so we, we hung out again and. I think within a day or two, we were like back together. You were like, I've been dreaming about the boys. I feel like I can be around them again. And like all the things that I had been imagining were now coming to fruition for mm -hmm. us. And the version of him that I wanted to see was right in my face. And I was just like, holy crap, I did this. Wow. I can't believe it. I remember one of those dreams too. It was Eli specifically. Uh -huh. And he had a rope and he kept throwing the rope at me like, Go ahead, take it. Aww. Take it. It was I, I don't know if I ever told you that. No. But it was a dream I had particularly of Eli, not not Dominic. Yeah, you used to um, Eli. Yeah, like he kept he kept like coming up once in a while, but the last one before I got in touch with you is he threw me a rope and he's like, Go ahead, take it. Like he wouldn't say that because he was still like what, how how many years old? Three, four? Two, two. Something. I don't know. But yeah, and he, he you know, I would hesitate to take it. I'd take it and he'd try to like pull, but like he's trying to say like Come on. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you used to dream about diapers and him. Oh, lot. God. Yeah, that was scary. I had <laughs> nightmares. Those were nightmares about having a ch – like, yeah. <laughs> diapers on the wall. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, I would like, look an around. An to diapers. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'd have to like seek refuge. Yeah, you have an aversion to diapers. It's I woke funny. up in the fetal position sucking my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> With a diaper on. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so basically – how can you overcome these blocks? How can you overcome these circumstances? Well, 
the best thing to do, honestly, is to do all of the things that we talk about here in the podcast. But my Manifest a Specific Person workbook will take you through everything you need to do to change your reality. And you can get that on my website right now, effortlessmanifesting.com. It is on sale. This workbook is so amazing. Something you can print. It's a PDF, but you can print it and do it religiously. It's not going to just be like a quick read through. Okay, that's great. It's mm-hmm. it's a guide. It's a legit guide telling you how to change your life, what to do, why this is important. It's it's amazing. So anyway, get the workbook. It's really going to help you. The other thing I want to tell you is <clears throat> for those of you who know or have worked with me one-on-one or ever wanted to work with me one-on-one, I'm not actually offering one-on-one sessions anymore except for on a small case-by-case basis. She's offering something better. Yes. <laughs> so my group reprogramming program, I need to find a different <laughs> way to say that. It's like such a weird reprogramming program. But this program- one. Yes, please think of one for me. This program is amazing. This is a six-week program that I'm offering. It's exclusive for women. Sorry, gentlemen, but it is exclusive for women. And it is all about transforming your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your partner or someone that you want to be with to have your ideal reality. So it's six weeks long. There's so many incredible different sessions in there that we do to reprogram your mind together and learn and grow and really transform your life. So many people who are doing this group with me right now are having amazing transformation. So if you want information on that, I have a free masterclass that you can watch about manifesting your specific person that is on my website as well, effortlessmanifesting.com. Go check it out, scroll down, and you'll see a picture of him and I. And you can click that and watch the masterclass, fill out the application. Not everybody is approved. So <clears throat> she denied me. My credit wasn't high enough. I did. I denied him. <laughs> no, but I'm very, I'm very particular about who I want to work with and who I bring into the group. So you do have to apply. You do have to submit an application. It's a free application to apply. And then obviously we go further if I think you're a good fit. And then we talk about what the program is, what's involved, the price, all of that. So today's episode about circumstances don't matter should help you understand that you do not have to be limited to your outside reality, to your 3D reality any longer. Take back control of who you are, what you want, your destiny, which is, I get what I want. (laughs) (laughs) And stop taking no for an answer. You're going to get a PhD in being a brat. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't take no for an answer anymore. Don't. Don't. You deserve it. You're worth it. Until next time, have a beautiful, amazing day. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.